Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Romans 12, 11, and you're familiar with that if you've been coming to church. It says, never lag in zeal and earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit serving the Lord. And so God wants us as Christians to be vibrant, to be enthusiastic, to have zeal for Him, and not be cold, indifferent, and lukewarm. Wouldn't you agree with that? You know that that's true. And maybe you're here this morning, and you are cold, you are indifferent, you are lukewarm. But let me tell you, you don't have to leave that way. You can be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit today. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it has life in it, and we thank you for that impartation of life this morning. I receive uh, just utterance in the Holy Spirit to speak what you would give me, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, today's message is following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit wants to be a leader in our life. Too many times we're living our life and we're being the leader. We're being the one that dictates everything in our life, never listening to the still small voice, the authoritative voice, or the witness of the Spirit. We're just leading and going and directing our lives, not even aware that the Holy Spirit can direct us and guide us, keep us out of pitfalls, keep us uh, uh, from stumbling. The Holy Spirit is there to help us, but we have to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit in order for that to happen. I want you to take your Bibles this morning and turn to Romans 12, and I'm going to start reading... uh, with verse number one. The Holy Spirit is directing and guiding, but we may not even know it because we can't detect and we can't pick up what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I hope that what happens here today, that we'll talk about some things that will help us all get on track in that way and be able to uh, more clearly detect the voice of the Holy Spirit and the witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I want to just share this with you. You may or may not know this, you know, because we're all at different levels and we always have new people that are coming in. But as a person, you are a person on three levels. You are a spirit. You see, we as human beings dwell so much on the outward, the body, the feelings and everything like that. We dwell on that part. When God says we are really a spirit man clothed in flesh, but we are a spirit. And a spirit, our spirit is eternal. It never dies. It is eternal. 
And so instead of focusing in on the outward, God wants us to focus in on the inward, which is what we don't do a lot of times. And here he's compelling us to bring our body and our mind into subjection to our spirit. Now look at it. He said, present your bodies. Present your bodies unto the Lord. In other words, give yourself wholly and totally unto the Lord. You bring your body to the Lord. You see, because your body, the flesh, just has a mind of its own, the old carnal nature. And, you know, we know that because when it's time to go to church sometimes, what do we want to do? We want to stay in the bed and sleep. That's what the body wants to do. But he said, you, he said, I'm not going to make you take your body and do anything. You do it on your own free will. Bring your body and lay it upon the altar. And when you lay your body upon the altar, your spirit man is going to be able to rule in your life. And, and, and your spirit man, who you really are, is going to take you where you need to go. And help you be what you need to be. And help you think the way you need to think. Now here he said, you bring your bodies. And you lay it on the altar. Be a living. See, he didn't say that you have to die physically. Even though we do know that they're martyrs. That people give up their physical life for the Lord. But he's not asking that here. He's saying, be a living sacrifice. Give up your life to the Lord. And he said, that's reasonable. That's your reasonable worship and service. And then he goes on to say, there's your body. And then he goes on to say, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here again, you've got the body and you've got the mind. And he said, take your mind and renew your mind. See, if you renew your mind to think like God thinks, then your spirit man can guide you and direct you in the right way. See, a lot of times we want to live carnally. We want to live uh, uh, sense ruled. We want to live mentally ruled. And then we want to say that we walk in the spirit. But that isn't true. We've got to be led by the Holy Spirit, which operates and functions better when our minds are renewed to think like He thinks, get in agreement with Him, and when our bodies are given on the altar to the Lord. Instead of what we want, instead of staying in bed, you get up and come to church. Instead of sitting down and watching TV, you read the Bible. Instead of, uh, uh, you know, going and entertaining the, the flesh, you do something spiritual. Now, is God against having fun? No. I like to have fun. I like to laugh. I like to do things. I like entertainment. But you know, there's only a certain level. If that's your whole life, and you take, even if you take five minutes for God, what is that compared to those 24 hours that we have in a day? Now, everybody can say, I need to pray more. I need to read my Bible more. Everybody can say that. We all could. But the thing of it is, some people do nothing spiritually. And because of that, they are... They are spiritually not attuned to what God has in their life. And therefore, you don't stay full of the Holy Spirit. You stay drained of the Holy Spirit. So you got to bring your body to the Lord. 
you got to bring your mind and you've got to get it renewed. Now, I like what the Phillips translation talks about when he, he is speaking of the renewing the mind. It says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its mold, but let God remake you so that your whole attitude of mind is changed. See, God wants to take your mental attitude and your outlook toward life and toward everything around you, and He wants to shape you and mold you to where your thinking becomes like God. Now, that's a thought, isn't it? We, don't we say that we have the mind of Christ? Then why are we not thinking the way that we ought to? Because we don't bring our mind uh, into subjection to the Word of God and get it updated. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you come to the Lord, the Bible says that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Is that true? A new creature. He says, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. What is he talking about? He's not talking about your body, because when you got born again, you had the same body. Is that right? Well, he's not talking about your mind, because you had the same mind. Now, your state of mind might have been changed a little bit, but you got the same mind. But you see, when you come to the Lord, your spirit, who you really are, is instantly changed and made new. That's when we say born again, receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Your spirit man is totally changed at that time. So if we as individuals can get our minds and our bodies in tune with that brand new spirit, can you see that we could uh, uh, do some things for the Lord, that we could do some things for ourselves and our families and people around us because we're, we would be in tune with the Lord. Amen. Amen? So he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when you look at the word transformed, it means to be changed. See, our spirit is already changed, but we've got to get our mind changed to think like God thinks. You see, I, I know for years I spent my life, and many of you, you can probably identify with this. I spent my life being changed on the inside, but not changed in my thinking and not changed in being sensual, I was just sensual. If I felt it, I'd say it. You see, that's being ruled by the body. That's being ruled by your mind instead of being ruled by your spirit. The Bible says that the carnal mind or the mind that is not renewed upon the scripture is at enmity against God. The carnal mind is death. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded or walk in the Spirit or be ruled by your Spirit is life. That's where real life is. And see, people think, oh my goodness, if I get born again, you know, I can't have any fun anymore. I have more fun than I've ever had before. God's not against fun. He's not against laughing. He's not against being joyful. See, a lot of people, you know, and, and I'm not trying to point fingers, but, you know, you get in certain groups of people, and if there's laughing and, uh, uh, you know, having a good time, then they'll say you're not spiritual, but that's not true. 
God just said, you don't live in a state where you're frivolous about everything all the time. He said, a merry heart does good like medicine. It's okay to laugh. I can tell you, I've been in times in my life where I was under so much pressure. Everything was not going right. And you know, by the Holy Ghost, now listen to me, by the Holy Ghost, holy laughter would come upon me. I had nothing in the natural to laugh about. But I would begin to laugh, and I would laugh. I, I'm telling you, one time I remember Eddie and I, I mean, we were just going through it. We had had so many issues, you know, problems going on in the church, and this one was acting crazy, and that was, was you, can you believe that? You all never do that, do you? <laughs> but anyway, it was that kind of a time, and we felt pressure. And I remember uh, uh, one evening... We just looked at each other. We didn't say anything funny. It was just something stupid that one of us said. It really wasn't funny. And if I said it to you, you wouldn't even laugh. But it just struck something in us, and we just began to laugh. And I tell you, we laughed for probably 10 or 15 minutes without stopping. And it was a belly laugh. And you know what happened? It was like that pressure just, whoo. Well, that was the Holy Spirit in us leading us that we needed to have a little Holy Ghost laughter. We need to have a moment in the Spirit. Well, you mean you can have a moment in the Spirit like that? I believe you can. I believe you can. Amen? Now, we have a spirit, soul, and body. And you know, First Thessalonians, I'm not going to turn you there, you... You're probably familiar. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But it talks about the, that the God of peace sanctify or set you apart totally. Holy is what it said. But totally. That's what it means. Set you apart totally as a full person. In other words, not just your body, not just your mind, not just your spirit, but totally set you apart. And, how, and you are spirit, soul, and body. That you be set apart for his service, not just in one area, but in all three. Isn't it interesting? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, triune being. We're made in the image of God. So we've got spirit, soul, and body. Now our spirit is our conscience. It's our, it's the, the conscience is the voice of the spirit. You see, when you come to the Lord, your conscience at that time, is made new. And if your conscience is speaking to you, you can be assured that it is leading you in the right way because it's changed. It's made new. But you see, if your mind is leading you and you haven't renewed it, then it may not be the Lord's direction and the Lord's will because reason is the voice of the soul. And is it good to reason? Of course, God gives you a brain and you're to reason. But when reason overrides what the Word of God says, you've got to choose one. And if your mind is not renewed, you'll go with reasoning instead of leaning to the Spirit. Now, just because you got born again didn't mean that you check your brain at the door. You've got a brain and you need to use it. You know, it just... So I'll just say that. But there's certain issues and things that you don't think right about unless your mind is renewed or transformed to think like God. In other words, let's take an issue in our nation. It's not just the nation. It's the world. Let's take an issue. 
And I remember years ago when I was in high school, and if a young girl got pregnant, then that was, uh, that was not a good thing. And, um, you know, it was the parents, uh, the girl, it was, would be hidden, not to be known, it would be covered up. And, um, I, you know, I remember that didn't happen a lot, but I remember that it, it did happen some. And there was shame attached to that. Why? Because the Bible says that you, you get married and then you have children. You don't have uh, physical relationships outside of marriage. It's what the Bible says. Well, is that so, you know, you can't, you know, enjoy the physical relationship of a husband and wife? No, that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about you're going to bring something on you that you do not want. Because you become one. You have five partners. You become one with all. You're talking about the confusion that people have. Is that, could that be the reason why you're joining yourself to so many people? And that is not what God said. But you see, that's the way... You know, when I was in high school, it was looked down upon to, uh, you know, to become pregnant, have a physical relationship, and not be married. But now, let's think about now. People think nothing about it. Oh, did you hear so-and-so's having a baby? Oh, but they're not married. And the baby of the year that's born the first in the city of Knoxville, single mom, but let's celebrate. Let's have a party. Well, you see, that kind of thinking is not God's kind of thinking. But you see, the world in your mind will say, well, everybody, that's the way the world is today. That's the way everybody lives, so it's okay. But you see, it goes cross-grain against the Holy Spirit and your spirit in you if you're attuned to God. Amen. See, that's an issue. There's lots of things that we could say that are issues in this life. And if you listen to reasoning... You'll lean to the flesh, but your reasoning, if it's, uh, it's been renewed by the Word of God, will transform and transfigure you to think like God thinks and live like God wants you to live. Now, isn't that interesting? But you see, it doesn't happen overnight. Learning to be in tune with your spirit infused with the Holy Spirit is a process. It's a growth process. It's a developing process. But you have to begin. Today, you can begin. Isn't that the wonderful thing about Jesus Christ? It's a new day. You can begin today. Maybe, you know, the things have not been right. Maybe they've not been the way that they needed to be. But today, it can change. And we can be people who walk in the Spirit. Amen? Live in the Spirit. So our spirit man is our conscience. That's where the, uh, our conscience is the voice of the Spirit. And then your soul, the voice of your soul is reason. And then there's the body. And the voice of your body is feelings. Well, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. Man, if I ask my feelings this morning, you know, I've been moving boxes and some of you have been helping me, but <laughs> you, you know what I mean. You get tired. You physically, you know, you don't want to do a lot of things. 
You want to just stay in the bed. You want to sit in your easy chair. I've got these house shoes my daughter bought me for Christmas Uggs. Anybody got any Uggs house shoes? If you don't have them, get some. They're wonderful. <laughs> I'm telling you, it feels like you're walking around on pillows. I wanted to keep my Uggs on this morning instead of these. That wouldn't look too good up here. <laughs> it sure would feel good. But you see... Your feelings, that's the voice of your body speaking to you. And what we have to do is bring our body, our feelings, bring our reasoning, our minds, into subjection to our spirit because our spirit is instantly born again and we can rely on our conscience. But you see, so many times we can't receive the message of even of our conscience because we're so just overridden by so many other things that cry out in our physical body and in our minds. Amen? And so we, we have to bring those into subjection. Now, in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, you can turn there, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Everybody say heart. See, really, what is your heart? That is your spirit. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't withhold any of your heart from the Lord. Trust in Him fully. And then it goes on to say, and lean not to your own understanding. Well, what did we talk about? The mind is reasoning. Don't lean to your own reasoning. And I'll tell you a, a, a good way to think about that the world will say get everything you can and hold on to it because you know there's going to be something bad that's going to happen that you're going to need that and God said no I want you to release I want you to give I want to bless you so that you can bless others instead the flow that comes through our life. Well, you see, you can follow reasoning, lean not to your own reasoning and understanding and hold on to what God says. If you give me 10%, I'll give back to you more than enough. You see, human reasoning says hold on. Spiritual reasoning and walking in the Spirit, leaning to the Spirit, says give. And you know it's true. Many of you, you practice that. You know, and I'm here to testify that it is so true. And he says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. God wants to direct your path. But in order for him to direct your path, it takes trusting in him. Leaning to your spirit man, because he, the Holy Spirit, God, lives on the inside of you. And he is connected to your spirit. And so you trust in the Holy Spirit. You trust in God. And you don't lean to what you think and the way you see things necessarily. Because they can, sometimes they're not one in the same. But he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. Now I want to talk to you about something here. In all of your ways. Do you know I used to, now you, you may not be like me, but I used to do this. I used to compartmentalize my spiritual life. And when I came to church, that's when I was spiritual, somewhat. And then when I went to work, I wasn't too spiritual. 
And then when I was with my friends, I really wasn't spiritual. But come Sunday morning, here I go back. I'm back into this compartment again. And see, God doesn't want you living in separated compartments. He wants your life to be continuously living in the Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. He says, in all your ways, in every part of your being, in everything you do, acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge His ability to help you. I shared this, it's been, uh, oh, I don't know, a few months ago, but, uh, but I shared this about living in the presence of God and how that when we drive our cars, we can commune with the Lord. And when we're at work, we can commune with the Lord. And we don't have to be a flake and going around speaking in tongues in front of people and, you know, yelling our prayers out. I'm not talking about that. But just as we go, and there's a situation here, Lord, I know you love those people. Just help them here. Take care of them. You know, and I always, if I see somebody on the side of the road and their car is broken down or something or somebody hitchhiking, Lord, I know you love those people. Help them get that car right. And, and, and by the way, too, if they don't know you, that they'll get to know you. You know, see, in all your ways, I'm driving down the road, I may be coming to the office, I may be going somewhere to do something, but in all my ways, acknowledge Him, walk with Him, talk with Him. He doesn't have to be compartmentalized. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have to be drawn out and separated. You can walk in the Spirit all the time. Now, I haven't attained that, neither of you, but we've got something to strive for, don't we? And he says, he shall direct your path. God wants to direct you. He wants to guide you. Do you have things in your life this morning that you just, you, you don't know what to do? Let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. Amen? To be led by God's Spirit, you have to crucify the flesh. We've already talked about that a little bit. But I want you to take your Bible, and I want you to turn to Romans 8, 8. And let's just put that up in the Amplified Bible. Romans 8, 8 in the Amplified. I want us to look at this, and I want us to read it. So then, those who are living the life of the flesh, giving in, you know, to your feelings catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please God or satisfy God or be acceptable to Him. I want to satisfy God. I want to be acceptable. I know you do too. But he said you can't do that if you're catering to your appetites and to your impulses. You see, I just feel like giving them a piece of my mind. I just feel like this, and I feel like that. But it may be totally contrary to God's will and His plan. It may be totally contrary. But when we're catering to it, then we don't please God. Well, so on the other hand of that is if you want to please God, then cater to the Spirit. Amen. You know what a caterer is. You know, we do dinners here. You do a wedding reception and you have a caterer come in. Now, what does the caterer? The caterer prepares everything, prepares all the food, gets the table set up, you know, gets everything beautiful and ready. And then what do you do? You just come in and sit down. So don't cater to your flesh. Don't do everything to please your flesh. Whatever your flesh needs, catering to it. He said, don't do that. But cater, do everything you can for the spirit life. For the spirit. Amen? Amen. That is a wonderful scripture. 
And we need to, that needs to be one that we remember when we start acting carnal. If you want to develop your spirit, then you have to know God. And how can you know God? How do you get to know God? Can anybody tell me? How do you get to know God? How do you know his nature? How do you know what he's thinking? How do you know what he will do? Through the Word of God, through the Bible, what you have in your hand this morning, that's how we get to know God. And we know His will. You see, I used to have people all the time that said that, you know, everything we pray or everything we ask God, we have to say, if it be your will. Well, see, I don't agree with that. Now, if you're talking about the prayer of commitment... If you're talking about the prayer of commitment, God would, it's Jesus. That's what he did when he went to the cross. If it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. That was the prayer of commitment. That's not what we live by. We can know the will of God. By Jesus' stripes you are healed. I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You see, we get to know God through the scriptures. And if we'll think about it like that, it's not a cold, dead, dry, stale, antiquated book, but it's full of the life of God. And he gives direction to make our way prosperous. See, that's what Joshua said. If you observe to do everything that's in the book, he'll make your way prosperous. He'll guide you by the Spirit into prosperity. What kind of prosperity? Whole life prosperity. And I tell you this morning, you sleep on me and I'll preach louder. I'll wake you up. Now, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm not trying to be smart right here. I'm not trying to be. But I want to tell you there's a spirit when God wants to get something over to you that will make you get sluggish and sleepy. I understand if you get, didn't get a, enough sleep, I'm not trying to be Miss Super Spirit. But I, I'm telling you what I'm, I'm saying is true. The devil will try to make you go to sleep and miss what you need to hear. Preach it, sister. Amen. Okay, so if we want to get to know God, then we're going to know him through... The Bible, that's right, the Word of God. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my feet. Uh, well, the word is a lamp unto my path, and a light unto my feet. Now, I want you to think about this. I always wondered about that. We've got a lamp, and we've got a light, and that means illumination, right? It's talking about illumination, making something clear, revealing. Now, if you, if you go in your house today and you go into a dark room and flip on that light, then the darkness will go and you'll be able to see everything in that room, right? But if you don't turn on the light, you might stumble around if someone's left something in the floor that you can't see. But you see, God's Word said, I'll show you the pitfalls. I'll show you the obstacles. I'll show you the things that stand in your way. But he says lamp. See, I think the lamp is for today. God's got the lamp for you today. And then he says, a light for your feet. He's got the light for tomorrow. When you get out there, there's going to be illumination. There's going to be revelation, a revealing of things that you need to see. 
It's here for today. It's here for tomorrow. It will be there for the future until you get to heaven and then you'll live in the presence of illumination. Amen? So God wants us to be led by the Word. See, our spirits infused with the Holy Spirit will go the right way if we know the Word. Because if something comes to us and it doesn't line up with that, and see, I, I do that. I'll sift that. I'll sift through things to see, is that God or is it not? And if I know, if I know the Scripture, then I don't have to be deceived. But you see, people who want to walk in the Spirit and don't know the Word of God get deceived, and that's when they do all kinds of things. And every one of us have missed God from time to time. You know, some people, uh, you know, they, they just have this thing toward flakiness. You know, you need, you need a good dose of the Word. You know? And then other people, you know, they, they just walk around sense-ruled and that kind of thing. We need a good dose of the Word. Isn't that right? Yeah. To help us. So if the Spirit is, tru uh, is truly leading us, He will always lead us in accordance with the Bible. That can be how you measure, how you weigh out what you're hearing, what you get a witness with. Amen? Now I'm going to skip on down here because I don't have much time. Uh, but in Romans 8.14, I want you to turn there with me. Romans 8.14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then verse number 16. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so here he's saying, if, if you are a child of God, it isn't any question. You have a right to be led by the Spirit of God. So why do we, as God's children, not receive the leading of the Holy Spirit? Because we're carnally ruled. Because we're body ruled. We're mind ruled. We're reason ruled instead of spirit ruled. But now listen to this. So as a child of God, you are led. Whether you hear it, whether you detect His leading, or not, you are led by the Holy Spirit. Verse number 16, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. The Holy Spirit will witness. It's, what does the word witness? It's like a confirmation in our spirits. There's a witness. You ever heard anybody say, I got a check in the Spirit? In other words, they started to do something, but there was what they call a check. That's a witness of the Spirit. I've heard it before and ran over it. And been sorry I did. I remember uh, the Holy Spirit witnessed with my spirit that I needed to get out of bed in the middle of one night and go to the garbage can and get out rings, wedding rings that I had thrown in the garbage can. And I sat right up in the bed. I sit up. And I mean, I heard it so clearly. I said, thank you, Lord. I'll do that in the morning. You want me to tell you what happened? The, I took the garbage to the can the next morning. I forgot it. The garbage man ran. He picked them up, and off my rings went. I called the, the, the garbage company. Oh, I've got to get my rings. I've got to hold my garbage, hold my garbage. Well, before I could get there, the men had already ripped the bags open, and maybe they found it because they, you know, they didn't do what I asked them to do. So that's all I could deduce that they had ripped them open and tried to find the rings and maybe found them and kept them but I didn't get it back was that the Holy Spirit's fault 
He was leading me. He was guiding me. He was witnessing with my spirit, and I detected it. I picked it up. But see, many times we can run over the Holy Spirit. I tell you, when you listen to the Holy Spirit about relationships and people, you will be much better off, and you will save yourself the suffering and heartache if you listen to the Holy Spirit. He will witness with you. Don't run over it. Listen to him. Listen to him. It's really important. He may tell you the Holy Spirit will witness. See, well, the Lord said. Well, did he really say? No, he witnessed. You remember Paul in the book of Acts. I think it's chapter number 10. And Paul said he was on that boat and they had been imprisoned, you know, and they were taking him somewhere. And he said, I perceive... You remember that? I perceive that this voyage is going to be dangerous to the point where we may lose the ship. You remember that? See, he didn't say, well, God told me, guys, that we better not get on this ship. And see, I, I really have, I want to check myself on that a lot. You know, before I just spewed, well, God said, the Holy Spirit spoke. Well, what I was saying is there was a witness. I was perceiving something in the Spirit. We don't need to, because God can speak, and he's spoken to me before. And he's probably spoken to you too. So there's a difference in perceiving and witnessing of the Spirit and God speaking. When God speaks to you, remember when God spoke to Samuel when he was a little boy? You remember that? He heard the voice. It was so interesting, though, because you hear the voice doesn't mean everybody else does. Because Eli the priest, he didn't hear the voice. He didn't hear the voice, but Eli did. It was an audible it was an authoritative. It doesn't, it's not audible to everybody, but to the person that God is speaking. It's an authoritative voice. Then also, besides the witness of the Spirit and that authoritative voice, then there's that still small voice that speaks up in us too. So there's different ways that God leads us by the Holy Spirit. But we're talking here about a witness of the Spirit, not God saying and God told me. And we don't need to throw those words around. Just like it's nothing. Because when God speaks, it is something. When God witnesses, it is something too. I'm thankful for the witness of the Spirit, aren't you? And so we have a right to be led by the Holy Spirit and to receive God's direction and guidance. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.